Breaking down the latest heat news from Las Vegas as the Blazers front office declares that a trade for Damian Lillard could take months to finalize. But is it time for Portland GM Joe Cronin to change his stance on the trade? Plus, who stood out for Miami's second summer league game on today's edition of Locked on Heat? You are locked on heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here, as always, with David Mill. However, you're tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. David is still in Las Vegas for Summer League. David, your last day there recording this uh, from your hotel room. Um, we got a few more things to talk about. Some things happening in Las Vegas, including Blazers general manager Joe Cronin holding a press conference in which he said that a Damian Lillard trade could take months to complete in order to get the return that he's looking for. What do you make of Cronin's latest comments, and do you believe him? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I think it's to answer your first question, I, I think it, this is what he has to say. Like, we under we know that he's playing with his job at this point. Uh, his job is on the line. He's got to do what he can to at least sell the appearance of getting the best deal possible. And who knows what the final trade return will be. We know that Miami's going to up their offer, that they're going to look to include a third or fourth team to try and get Portland as much as possible. And Portland's holding out. They can't just say, sure, we'll take – Kyle Lowry for Dane Willard in a second round pick straight up. Like that's not enough. And I know that's not the proposed trade package, even at this point from Miami, but you know, basically it's, it's a pretty low offer. And I think that's pretty well established and that's absolutely fine. Miami shouldn't negotiate against themselves. And I think that's what people are overlooking. Why would they make their best offer right away when there aren't anybody, when there isn't any other team that's really making a substantial push or offer for Dame Lillard services. So that's first and foremost. Uh, as far as Cronin is, and his concerns, uh, his, his statement, I, I don't believe that he's going to take much for this. I, I know everybody says, well, there's no need to. They're not doing anything in Portland. I just also think you, you want to be able to start with a clear identity as soon as possible. Uh, it's clear that they're rebuilding. He just needs to embrace it and lean into it and say, you know what? Let's just clear Dame. We thank him for his time in, in Portland. We appreciate everything he's done for this franchise. Get him to where he wants to go. Let's start over. Let's start fresh. Let's get everybody in. Let's welcome whomever it is, like whoever they get in whatever return package they get for Dame Lillard, have them brought into the fold so they can just move forward once and for all. I think the timeline point is a very interesting one, and I do want to explore that, and I'm glad you brought that up. But to get back to sort of the leverage part of this, because that's what this is, right? And you're in Vegas. Allow me to use a Vegas metaphor here. Hmm. Joe Cronin has no chips. He has no chips. And he's trying to create some sort of leverage. He's trying to create something in these negotiations that he can use that he otherwise doesn't have. Damian Lillard wants to get traded. That trade request is out there and it's public. And they've already projected, the Portland Trailblazers, that they are going to trade him. And let's not forget, they want to trade him. Right. They have wanted to trade him. They, 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 they say the things like, we've always wanted to win a championship around Damian Lillard and all these things. They're, because they're trying to create like this false sense that they actually want to hold on to him and that he has value to them where they've been kind of operating based yep. on like, even since last trade deadline when they moved Josh Hart for a draft pick, when they took Scoot Henderson at number three. And I'm not blaming them for any of those choices. I thought they were fine choices at the time. But don't act like you're in, all in now on Damian Lillard when you're trading away his close friends and, and win now players 
and using picks for 18-year-old Scoot Henderson, who's going to be awesome and was the right pick. And I'm glad they didn't trade that pick um, for them and their future's sake. But they're they're just trying to find a way to create some kind of strength in negotiations that they don't have because, like you just said, the Heat are the only team out here with any real offer that we know about that's been reported. Damian Lillard has said it's Miami or bust. And we could talk about why it is that the Heat are the only team out that's out here or why it is that Damian Lillard wants to be Miami and nowhere else, but we, we've had that conversation. We probably will have this conversation again on this podcast. But I, I understand when he's saying we could take months because he's the only thing that Joe Cronin has on his side is time because they're the team with Damon Lillard and the Miami heat are not. And the Miami heat want Damon Lillard sooner rather than later so that they could fill out the rest of the roster so that they could do the things that you were just talking about and move forward into training camp and kind of get the team that they want together. They are desperate for Damian Lillard. The Miami heat are, and they want him now. They want him as soon as possible. And they are working to try to make that happen. Um, the trailblazers are using that or at least trying to use that, against the heat in order to get them to ramp up the offer so that they can get something done sooner rather than later. To your point, I don't believe that Joe Cronin is going to take months. I don't think that they want this to go on for months. And I understand that he's got the four-year contract, David, like you just said, like, and, and yeah, people are like, what's the rush? There is no, there is no reason for them to rush into something. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, do you really want this Damian Lillard thing hanging over a rebuild? Like, I'm not going to pretend to know what the Trailblazers want, but I just think, like, based on what I like, my sense of things and how I would want to approach a rebuild, get a deal done. And and not just for the sake of getting a deal done, I don't think that they should rush it, but like, also, like, it's not realistic to say, well, you're on, like, you're under contract for four years. Like, what are they going to do? Wait this out for four years? Just not play Damian Lillard? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me either. Like, something has to give at some point. And I do think, I think the, the Blazers are patient now. But I think months might be overstating it. At that point, their patience would probably be wearing thin, would be my guess. I, I don't think a substantially better deal is going to manifest in August or September. Like, we know what's available. You make a few calls here and there. Like, everybody's in town. Andy Ellisberg's here. Carlin's here. Managers from, you know, Sean Marks. I saw him walking the hallways of Thomas and Mac. I felt like coming up to him and just saying, give, give the first round pick for Tyler already. What are you doing? Quit holding on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did not. Uh, and at the same That's time, right. it just feels like that there's just, it seems like it's such a foregone conclusion. And, and to say that it's taking or will could potentially take months is just, it seems so do you ridiculous think, to me. You said the, the foregone conclusion part. Do you think part of Joe Cronin is just sort of taking his ball and going home a little bit here where he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody thinks I'm going to do it. I'll show you guys. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, is there a level of spite that's involved in this? Maybe not spite necessarily, but at least like uh, uh, the public perception of uh, integrity and a backbone and saying, look, my commitments yeah. to the Blazers, I've got to do what's it. best for the team, et cetera. Now, I will he say, does. yeah, and, and he's doing it. He's doing it. But I just don't think it's going to take months to to, to get an extra I, I, player I, or an I extra first round pick. I, I think you're exactly right. I just if, – if all he does here is – Figure out a way to get one extra something, one extra asset, a couple of extra second round picks, Didn't another first job. round pick, whatever it is. Exactly. Then he's done his job. And then he could say, hey, guys, look, 
I didn't fold. I didn't just bend over backwards and get Damian Lillard to Miami. This just happened to be the best offer on the table. And look, because I did all this, we got this extra first round pick, or we got these better protections on this first round pick, or whatever look it is. And ultimately, look what like, I yeah. did. But also, like, I kind of get it. I do get it yeah. from that from that stance. Like, this is going to be the first paragraph of the resume. This is it. This is the kind of thing that you are judged on as a general manager forever. Like, this is it. This is the big ticket thing. Uh, and so you do, you don't, I, there is, a, I think, a sense of self-preservation here by Joe Cronin, and I can't fault him for that at all. Um, but again, to get to the headline here, I don't think it's going to take months. I would be very surprised if this thing took months. I think it's already taken longer than maybe some people expected it yes. to take, but not that much longer. Like, some really just started. Like maybe it's been a, week a couple longer? of weeks, but it feels exhausting yeah. already. Yeah. Tell it, me about just, it. Yeah, just from even from the buzz around town. I will say, however, and I, maybe this is going to be a little bit alarming for uh, some Heat fans. But I, I, a reporter I talked to who I respect and is very plugged in uh, doesn't believe that Damian Lillard just won't report to another team if he's traded there. So I don't know if that's an extra concern. I mean, I, again, kind of like dousing the the possibility of it being a foregone conclusion but at the same time like i don't know that brooklyn is going to step up or philadelphia or any other boston or any other teams that's been rumored to make the trade for lillard i don't think they're going to be much more invested in acquiring a 33 year old just so he could pout a little bit and be unhappy about it i i, I think it's he also admitted to being somewhat of a hater of the idea of Miami acquiring Dame Lillard because he just wants more parity, more balance across the Eastern Conference. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Um, well, look, there's a lot in this whole Damian Lillard conversation that we can get into that we have gotten into. David, I want to ramp it up a little bit in the next <laughs> segment it. because I've about reached my breaking point with this yeah. Lillard conversation. I want to tell you why next, but first... Uh, a message from our sponsor. Today's episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And the pitch here is simple. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, which stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. We know that that's important here in the Miami Heat. Hot days lately here in Miami. Maybe not as hot as what you're dealing with in Vegas, David, but but hot. Trust me. Yes. Um, I love my Bird Dogs. I'm wearing them all the time in the summer. You need to have just a few go-to pair of shorts during the summer. Mine are Bird Dogs. I think I've got half a dozen pair at this mm -hmm. point. You can get them too. All you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, and you're going to get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. I also use that all the time. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You're not going to want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Back again with Locked On Heat. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is make sure that you're subscribed for the latest on Damian Lillard, Summer League, and the Heat's offseason. Subscribe on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Uh, we've talked about Joe Cronin's comments, and I've honestly um, just had to log off of Twitter the last few days because the conversation around this Damian Lillard thing has just gotten so venomous. Um, and I think on this show, David, I've, I think I've, 
taken a reasonable, maybe even, dare I say, moderate stance on this mm-hmm. whole thing. I've sympathized with Portland and everything there. I haven't just clowned on Joe Cronin. I haven't clowned on the Blazers. I haven't tried to bury them. I haven't tried to dunk on them. I've understand where Damian Lillard is coming from. I've also gotten some heat from Heat fans saying, like, I, I think that Damian Lillard maybe have, has handled this a little bit wrong, you know. And I think that I think I've just I've been trying to be fair in all of this. But I gotta tell you, man, I've 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 kind of had it here with Joe Cronin with this latest press conference. I understood that there's only so much that he could say, and he said that at the beginning of the press conference that he didn't want to address the Miami Heat directly, that he didn't right. want to. Uh, that he couldn't talk a lot about Damon Lillard, but he was trying to be as truthful as possible. And I get all that stuff. But at some point, and I think at some point soon, he's just going to have to face reality here. There isn't a better deal. And you said this before. I don't think that better deal is materializing. There are no reports suggesting that there are there's another team even interested in giving up a lot for Damian Lillard. Certainly not giving up more than what the Miami Heat are already offering. We haven't gotten any sort of reporting indicating that that deal is coming or that that deal would come if not for Damon Lillard and his agent, Aaron Goodwin, trying to bully teams out of making that offer. Because I would think, too, David, if there were a team that wanted to make that offer for Damon Lillard but couldn't because they felt like they were getting bullied, wouldn't we hear that reporting, too? Yeah. Right? Like, we would hear something about that. But there is zero indication. And let's also not – let's rewind a little bit here. A couple months, even the trade deadline, maybe even last summer where people wondered aloud, would the Blazers ever shop Damian Lillard, and what could they realistically get for an aging point guard on a contract extension? And now that Damian Lillard has requested the trade only to Miami, people are acting like, how could you not get more for Damian Lillard? You can't have it both ways. People who are questioning the, the reported uh, return for Damian Lillard and, who, and the Blazers who kind of want more for Damian Lillard. Fact is, you waited two years too late to trade Damian Lillard. And I'm not saying you should have traded him then, and I know it was hard to get to the point of this divorce now, but there's just, there's like, what are, what's the better offer that's going to come? The Clippers don't have it, okay? I think they would love to have Damian Lillard. They don't got it. They have fewer first-round picks that the Heat can trade, and they, only have, they have expiring contracts that aren't interesting. And young. And if you're going to try to talk me into Trey Mann and Bones Highland, then good luck, all right? that ain't That's not going to cut it. Boston is already reportedly out on Damian Lillard. Right. You can argue whether or not they should be, but the reporting out of Boston is that they're not interested in Damian Lillard. Okay? So cross them off. They're not interested. Philadelphia, same thing. Reporting around them is they're out. They're actually more concerned with just trying to bring James Harden back at this point. So they've got their own thing happening. So Philadelphia's out. Cross them out. The Spurs and the Jazz, let's be real here. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And the thing that I've heard lately around them is if the offer gets so low, if the price gets so low, they would at least have to explore it. I don't think that what Miami is offering right now is low enough. I don't think it's low enough. So right now Miami still has the best and important fact here, only offer on the table. And the idea that Joe Cronin and the Blazers can just wait around, like how long are you going to wait for Las Vegas to get an expansion team? Like how long are you going to wait? Because the teams currently in the NBA are not offering anything better than the Miami Heat. So I don't yeah. know. I've got five teams that I think might be able to put together a better package. And, and the problem with that, is I've got uh, New York, Brooklyn, uh, Oklahoma City, Utah, and San Antonio. All of those have a combination of young players and picks that would be, at least on the surface from everything we've heard from Cronin and other sources, that's what they're looking for in Portland. 
But for each of those teams, with the exception of Brooklyn, I don't think that it's a good fit to acquire Lillard at this point. And I don't I, certainly I don't think Lillard wants to play there. I just don't even think it's worth for them to even engage in Portland. I, I don't even care about the not wanting to play. I ag- I agree that Damian Lillard is a professional, and if you, you got traded, right, he'll show up. He'll for play, instance, right, he'll right. show up and he'll play. He'll play. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but you're right. Like it doesn't make sense for the Knicks. You're really going to pair him with Jalen Brunson. That's impossible. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it doesn't. I I I am glad that Brooklyn isn't making that Damian Lillard trade. Not only because obviously it kind of greases the wheels for the Miami Heat. But Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton, that's a good young core. Let them like let them build. To me, it makes more sense for them to get a Tyler Hero and let that group build. I think they could steal Tyler Hero for a first round pick and a couple of second round picks. That would be a steal for them. You think that's how they, many first round picks they'd they offer for Tyler? I, it's just a guess. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, maybe two first round picks, a first and a bunch of seconds, like whatever it is that makes sense. And that that would be again, that would be getting away with murder to get a guy like Tyler Hero, especially when they have so many draft assets. So, um, but you're right. Like San Antonio, Utah don't make sense. Oklahoma city. I don't like, they just drafted another guard. They've got Shea Gilgis Alexander. They've got Josh Giddy. Like where's Damian Lillard fitting in on that team? I they, like Shea Gilgis Alexander might be better than Damian Lillard already. Like, what do you, are you really going to go that route? Uh, it doesn't make sense to, for any of these teams to go after Damian Lillard. He is an aging point guard. He's an awesome player. He's still, to me, one of the best 12 players in the NBA, and he's a hand-in-glove fit for what it is that the Miami Heat want to do and maybe even what the 76ers want to do and maybe even what Brooklyn wants to do. But the problem with the Sixers is they got their own things to deal with. And, by the way, I don't think they have a better offer. I don't think they have a better offer. Based on what they would have to send out, if you add Damon if it's Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey in your first-round pick, like that's a lot to lose. You might even have to move P.J. Tucker in a deal. Like, I don't, I don't, like, can they really fill out that roster around Dame and Joel Embiid? I think that he yeah. have the deal that makes sense. Um, and by the way, like you just said, yeah, maybe those teams could cobble together a trade that beats Miami's, but they're not. They're not because they don't want to get in on the Damian Lillard business. They would, ra- they don't want to take that huge risk. They don't want to put all their chips in for Damian Lillard. They'd rather just slow play it. Brooklyn maybe just doesn't have the appetite to get another superstar after dealing with the whole aging superstar with the whole KD, Kyrie, James Harden thing. So that's what I'm talking about here. It's like when I say be realistic also for Cronin and the Blazers, it's not just to take the deal. Wait, wait it out. Try to get Miami to sweat. I get it. Do that. Like that. that's up to you. Go ahead and do it. I don't think it's childish. I don't think it's out of bounds. I think it's fine. And really, like you said, we've been talking about this every day, so it feels like it's been an eternity. It's only been about a week longer than we actually thought it was going to take. So it hasn't been that big of a deal. And if it takes another month, it takes another month. Do it. Do what you got to do. But also be realistic about this. Meet with the Miami Heat in Las Vegas because the other reports indicate that there has been no meeting. Work with the Heat on this. Don't make it all Aaron Goodwin. Don't make it all Miami. Work with the Heat to try to get yourself a better deal. Don't just sit, stand there and pout and wait for some random team that's never going to happen to suddenly come up with an offer for Damon Lillard. Work with the Heat to get something done. Work the phones. Work your relationships. Get those three, four, five-team deals Working together, find another landing spot for Tyler Euro. Work with the Heat to get something in return that you actually want, right? Like, why wouldn't you be doing that? And there's, I, I don't know that they're not doing it, but none of the reporting indicates that that's happened. It just sort of seems like they're just literally just waiting for something better to happen. And I think at some point they're doing a disservice to their own team by doing that. I don't know that we've reached that point yet, but at some point we're going to get to there. 
how, how do you think they're doing a disservice to their own team by just not working with Miami? Because you think it just would behoove them to just try to get the best deal with the only potential suitor available? Yes. They want let, let's not they want to trade Damian Lillard. They do. They want yeah. to trade him. Yeah. They, they've operated they like don't. a team that doesn't want or doesn't have Lillard on the roster. Yes. They're just trying and, to build around him. And you're obviously moving in a new direction with Scoot Henderson, who's going to be awesome, man. You watched him in summer league, I'm sure. Did you see any of his games live? Uh, well, uh, the first, no, he he only played that first game, and I was yeah. still not in Vegas. So, oh, okay. Well, he looked great on TV, and I'm like, okay, that guy's a star. Start building around yeah, him. Shaden Sharp is going to be awesome, right? Like, go find work, help yourself get the best return possible if that's really what you want, and you do. You want to trade Damian Lillard for the best return possible. We've already reached that point. There is no turning back. Joe Cronin already admitted it. Like, Damon Lillard's not coming back to the Portland Trailblazers. He's played his last game in Portland. So why wouldn't you be trying to get the best return possible? It just feels like there might be they might just be being stubborn right now. And I'm not saying stubborn because they're just not giving into Miami. I'm saying stubborn and not just doing something, working with the Heat, getting in, getting in a room in Vegas, and, like, putting a plan together. How are we going to make this happen? You want Lillard. We want to trade Lillard. You're the only team making these things happen. Let's grease the wheels. Let's get something we want back. I think it's. I think it'll be happening over the next few days. Right now, look, there's a lot of buzz about it. Andy Ellisberg was asked about it. Uh, you know, clearly it's a primary focus of his. Cronin was asked about it in his conference yesterday. Now the news is off. Uh, the weekend passed. Less reporters in the area. Less buzz about town. Less fans in general. Now is when the real nitty-gritty of these transactions mm. and meetings start to take place with less people around, less pressure to operate under. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to hear reports, let's say three, by the end of the week. That's, that would be my guess. By the end of the week, we'll start to hear that Cronin has met with potential suitors and that we're finalizing some kind of a deal, et cetera. But I, I just months, again, I, I think that seems so ridiculous to even put that out there. But there's a purpose. You want to be able to show, at least publicly, that yeah. you're doing your due diligence. All right. Well, that's it on the Damian Lillard front. You're in Las Vegas. I want to ask you who impressed you. Well, at least your, your last few hours in Vegas, I do want to ask you who impressed you the most in the Summer League. Is there a next Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, maybe, oh, on the Summer League Heat? We'll talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. But first, a word from our partners. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp, whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, a relationship, or anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And that's why therapy can be so helpful, just as it has been for so many people. A friend of mine used BetterHelp to find a therapist connected, was able to talk about just different things that he had wanted to talk about. He just didn't feel comfortable. Sometimes you just don't want to share that with a friend. And sometimes you don't have the right partner that you might want to share that. Maybe it's about your partner. There's so many different possibilities, so many different things that you might just want some clarification, a different perspective on. And that's where therapy comes into play. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if for whatever reason you feel like talking to somebody differently. So let therapy be your map to a better life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash locked on NBA. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is make sure you're subscribed for the latest on Damian Lillard's Summer League and the Heat's offseason. Subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app, uh, app. David, you leave Las Vegas this afternoon. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of the Miami Summer Leaguers who impressed you the most. I got a list here. What do you think about All just right. going through it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, first one is Drew Smith, the guard. He's on a two-way contract. Uh, spent some time with Sioux Falls and some time with Miami last year. Got picked up on a two-way contract uh, with the Brooklyn Nets at the end of last season. Was a free agent. Miami brought him back in. Um, been a little up and down for him in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, struggles. Certainly in game one, he wasn't electric. Uh, he just wasn't as much of a negative as he was in game two. Game two, really, really sloppy. Uh, from both teams, both Phoenix and Miami, but Miami had 28 turnovers in the game, and a lot of those came from Smith himself. He just seems to be out of place, not quite at the right tempo. Uh, unfortunately, and, and I, I don't know that he won't be able to improve either in Sioux Falls or with the Heat, but he just doesn't seem to have it yet. He doesn't do anything at a, such a high level that he stands out in any way. Uh, he's undersized. He's not particularly quick or explosive. He doesn't have that shot. The dribble is kind of wonky and inconsistent, as you said. The passing has also been problematic. He just seems to be either a step ahead or a step behind when it comes to finding his teammates, mm. either in transition or even in half-court sets. And that's like that's the exact opposite of what you're looking for from a point guard. And, and you brought up this point, and it's a good one. Uh, you said maybe he looked like he was pressing a little bit in game two. You want to be able to make an impact. You want to be able to show out and say, look, I can set the table for others. I can get my shot going when I need to. And maybe he's forcing it a little bit. Uh, it was kind of weird. I saw him after the game kind of just walking around, him and his girlfriend uh, just walking out of the arena, uh, and he just looked dejected. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not not great because uh, you could tell that he's, he's putting pressure on himself, and uh, he just hasn't been able to really stand out. Yeah. So you hope for the best from him. But uh, I just don't know if he's going to be able to make some an incredible leap over the next couple of games. Might be at risk of losing that two-way spot. I think is fair Absolutely. based on maybe some of these other names, other guys. Jamal Cain, by the way, well, he did, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you about those guys, but just one point: uh, there's three two-way contracts now available to teams. It used to be just two the two two-way contracts in the past. Um, last year it was Jamal Cain and Orlando Robinson that finished the year for the Heat on those two-way contracts. Orlando Robinson recently promoted to the regular 15-man roster. Drew Smith, Jamari Bouye right now hold two-way contracts. Miami's other two-way contract is still up for grabs, but based on Drew Smith's struggles, maybe there's another one. But Jamari Bouye is the other guy on that two-way contract. What have you thought of uh, his summer league performance? Yeah, I, I think he's, again, uh, he, he plays defense. Uh, he's a little up and down um, you know, as an offensive player. Uh, I think he's a little quicker. Um, maybe maybe not quicker isn't the right word. I, I guess seeing it live, you probably just get a different perspective than you do. He just seems to play at a pace that's comfortable for himself, and he doesn't ever feel rushed. Uh, he, at the same time, he, he, he gets the job done, and defensively, he, he certainly brings it with much more intensity than Smith does. And so I think that's certainly hit, hit the plus for him. And you know that the, yep. the Heat have always preferred guards that could play defense at a high level. So I don't know if he's the next Gabe Vincent replacement, but he's certainly a potential candidate to get some minutes with Miami. So I think he's been much more impressive than not, at least for the uh, games I've seen. One of the things that I look for in Summer League is at the end of a close game, who gets the ball? 
because that's when the truth really sort of reveals itself. Who's the guy that the coaches trust, that teammates trust to get the job done? And Jamari Bouye had the ball in his hands at the end of that close Phoenix game. It was it was his his ball. Um, I thought that was important defensively. He's smaller than Drew Smith. You would think just looking at him, Drew Smith would be the better defender. But Jamari Bouye gives a lot of effort. Not saying Drew Smith doesn't, but he's got really quick hands. He jumps those passing lanes. He gets steals. Um, kind of like you know your traditional point guard defense. Let me get let me get a couple of steals. Let me jump these passing lanes. Let me just be a little disruptive, even if I'm undersized. I've liked Jamari Long Bouye I think right now. Long wingspan, I think, uh, and just a gamer, just a gamer. And the Heat like those guys. Uh, I really like him, and I think he's. I don't know. I don't want to go so far as to say safe because who knows what Miami's planning with these two-way contracts. But between him and Smith, he feels safer. Jamal Kane, he's the other one. Yeah, uh, had a nice showing in Game Two. Uh, led the team in scoring. Also had eight straight points. points. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. He uh, he had a, a nice game there. Uh, you know, it was back really ugly game, and I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, really sloppy, but he, he yeah. stood out even for summer league. Yeah, yeah, that's saying something. Both teams scoring in the 70s there uh, and barely scoring in the 70s. Uh, it picked up in the second half because that first half was was bleach for the awesome. eye inducing there. Yeah, it was good. Uh, at the same time, like Kane just has that mix of athleticism um, and, and he's got he's got the right build athleticism for at the NBA level. Certainly that's there. I think he's also kind of under some pressure to show out, uh, but he, he had his moments and you could tell. With the guys who have NBA experience, they just look much more comfortable out there. Not the case with Drew Smith, unfortunately, uh, but with Jamal Cain, he just seemed like he was much more comfortable out there. And again, those eight straight points in order to help Miami come back. I really like his game. I, I think he's a, a not a lock. I'm not sure, but uh, he's a strong candidate to earn a, a contract from Miami. I think the reason why he's not on a two-way contract right now, and he's just sort of floating in this like nebulous, what, where am I kind of space is because the heat don't know whether they're going to have to give him a two-way contract, that final or one or a standard contract based on a Damian Lillard trade. They may have to depend on what they send out, add another, fill out the roster with somebody like Jamal Kane, but also specifically fill it out with more wings like Jamal Kane. So rather than give him the two-way contract, then have to promote him. I think there's an understanding between Miami heat and Jamal Kane. Hey, somehow we're going to work this out um, one way or the other. Drew Peterson, a new name, I think, for Heat fans. He went three of five from three-point range against Phoenix. He's a name yep. that has gotten some buzz here, a new face. What are your thoughts on seeing Drew Peterson up close and in person? Uh, he, he's talked about uh, the fact that he has to be more aggressive. Uh, you know, he has to look for his shot. Uh, you, you, you don't think that you'd have to drill that into players, but, you know, you want to try and make the smart play, the right play. And sometimes – uh, that works against you in summer league. You want to be able to have these explosive scoring nights where to really stand out and go, hey, that kid, he can play at this level. He certainly can shoot. Um, I, I think he's going to get picked on. Like, you could see that whenever there was a switch or anything like that, you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily a racial thing, but a lot of guys in the league will be like, oh, okay, I got the undersized, thin white guy on me. I'm going to look to score. And that being the case, we've seen it with Duncan. We saw it with Max you know, that they're going to try and attack him and find a, a way to get the, take advantage of a mismatch there. So I think that's still a concern as far as what he can bring to the table defensively. Uh, I don't know. He's not ready. I, I think it would probably be better to let him kind of season his game a little bit in the G League before even giving him an opportunity at the NBA level. But I, I think it's going to – he's got potential. And he's got the right size. Uh, he's under He's underweight, 
but he's he's kind of uh, wiry he's as like far six, as six eight he's, six nine, right? Yeah, he's got good size, good good good, you know, decent strength, but he needs to kind of build up a little bit because yeah. he is underweight a little bit. So, um, but as a shooter, certainly has a comfortable look there. And and interesting that they went with him with the the shot in the corner to potentially yeah. win the game yesterday. There, uh, you know, that was as much a defensive mistake as it was what they had drawn up. And again, you, to your point. Jamari Bouye had the ball in his hands on a last-second drive. The defense inexplicably collapsed on him, leaving Peterson open from the corner. He kicked it out to Peterson. He missed the shot, unfortunately. Peterson at the time was 3 of 4 from three-point range, finished 3 of 5. So I get it. He was playing great. That shot looks smooth. I like his upside. You're probably right. Probably not ready for that two-way deal. Um, And by the way, the Miami Heat might not use – one of their own summer leaguers to fill out right. these three two-way contract spots. They could fill out anybody that's not on, they can use anybody that's not under contract. And we know that they will scout the rest of summer oh, yeah. league just as much, if not more than they're scouting their own team, right? They're going to be looking for opportunities um, to find guys. And on the same side, like if they want Drew Smith or Jamari Bouye on a two-way and one of the other 29 teams offers them a standard contract, those guys are gone. And so the Heat have to go back to the well and find other guys too. Um, so that's that. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Heat obviously have more summer league games, but David is coming back home to Miami. Um, so we'll see you here. But for now, thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day, or just make sure that you're subscribed for the latest on Damian Lillard, summer league, and the Heat's offseason. So make sure right now, hit that subscribe button, like us on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcast app. David, safe travels. Yeah, no, no slot machine sound effect. One for the road. <laughs> I got nothing here. That's all right. 